0: Hi guys, welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm here today with Vinita Barafa, the founder of Hoomi Organic Cotton. Organic cotton, excuse me, my words. They've just not been there today. Uh, they're paving the way for a new era in the textile industry by choosing fair trade organic cotton that is toxic free, natural, natural growing, natural growing sustainably with no child labor no harmful pesticides no toxic dyes and net zero carbon emissions Venita, thank you so much for being here why don't you say hi hi thank you so much for having me this is thank really you. exciting to be there thank you so much for coming it is a pleasure to speak to you uh but before we get started why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and what Bumi is
1: Yeah, um, so I'm Vanita Baravka, and basically uh, Bhumi means Mother Earth in Sanskrit, Um, but Bhumi's been on a journey like the Earth has. Um, So my background is actually or was actually in health and public Mm -hmm. health. So I started off my life as a paediatric nurse um, and was really enjoying the health education and awareness with particularly mothers and children about health issues. So I took it further and um, did a master's in international public health. Um, at that time, I said to myself, my heart set on working overseas in Africa and parts of Africa, and but the universe had other plans. So I actually got a, a, a quite a few amazing opportunities based in New York. So I moved to New York. Um, and lived there for close to eight years, um, but I say that with a, but I love New York and everything that it had to offer, but it was a really enlightening experience for me. Um, because where I was posted in certain jobs, looking at health-specific health promotion, um, you know, maternal maternal health checks, uh, looking at the, the usual instances of diarrheal diseases, um, malaria, TB, I was actually seeing a very different story, things that I didn't know about. So Here I was uh, in New York thinking, yeah, I know everything about uh, organic food and juice and I'm eating all of these amazing things and I'm healthy and I know what I'm doing. I had no idea about the textile industry and the impact. So I never stopped to question what was I wearing, where did it come from, how was it made, who made it, what was the process, what was the story, what was the impact on the person who made it, the land, the water, the air, never stopped to think. So I went into India and across, um, unfortunately, what they call the suicide belts. So a lot of the agricultural zones, particularly the cotton fields, um, are in very rural um, parts where access to healthcare is quite limited. And, um, I started seeing the same patterns across everywhere that we went, even over into Bangladesh. So we were looking at uh, health issues that were not the typical we were going in to see. So we started seeing a lot of uh, lung health issues that were not related to TB. And so it was like peeling back an onion, really looking at, and it was so layered because you peel back one, And there's an issue and you peel back that there's another issue. So I'll just explain uh, that because it really was like just peeling back an onion and it just fragmented and shattered my whole way of thinking but Mm. to to then be reborn into, okay, what's the action? What can we do here about this? So also I should say I'm born in Australia so I'm currently in Australia, but I do feel like um, the reason why we chose Bhumi is it is uh, Sanskrit and it's one of the oldest languages that I felt we all have a connection to each other Um with the earth and with each other so Bumi is actually also a derivative in other languages that have the same or similar meaning um, to, to relate to the earth so person of the earth related to the earth um, mother earth so I just felt we needed to dive back into what was but bring it the present so what was was the lifestyle of organic living where there was no pesticides there were no um of these control issues that we're seeing and uh child labor and all of that so i felt if we dive into the wisdom of what was and bring it to today Bumi actually um, has that synergy with the name and then with each other as well as a global platform so um yeah, that's that's boomy. <laughs> um, but I'll dive into if you like the what I saw and what, yes. what changed everything. Yes, tell us, tell us. Uh, so uh, it took uh, quite a few, uh, I'd say, years to mm. see and learn and research. Um, first of all, understand what was going on, um, which was the whole fractured you know, mindset of I thought I knew what was happening, but clearly in the textile industry, especially back then, not talked about, not heard about, no one says anything. And still today it's very, uh, very much uh, a topic that's not, we talk about fast fashion, but it's just touching the surface and there's a lot of greenwashing going on. But um, so what I saw across the agricultural belts, suicide belts is, uh, so many issues. One, the suicides with farmers. So, unfortunately, across the world, actually, not just in India, but uh, because of certain situations like the climate, we're seeing um, and genetically modified seeds. That's for cotton. So that's a big one. I have no idea that the GM uh, companies own basically these people, their land, and their right. bonded labor. Um, so. A lot of farmers, they were moved to situations where they had to um, take their lives, but then the impact of that on their families was devastating. <clears throat> so, you know, when you spend time in the field, you start the you start to feel that comfort level, and stories come and they stay with you and they stick with you. That how how families have to survive, how the women and children and you know, some very heartbreaking stories of <clears throat> what people need to do just to bring food on the table for that day, let alone thinking about the week or the future. So um, when we look at genetically modified seeds, they're extremely expensive and um, unfortunately a lot of the companies put uh, terminator technology in the seeds. Wow. So what happens is the seeds are not viable after the crop has, you know, uh, has produced. And that n- non-sustainable ongoing pattern puts a lot of farmers into a debt cycle. So they are frozen in that and they can't move from that because then the land belongs to the companies. Um, so then they say their children and their children's children will be in bonded labour working. And so it was really quite disturbing to think that Although you know there is the science and technology of GM, and you know people—that's uh, a separate debate. But in particular with cotton, just because it's a fast, so that they can get the fast-producing mass cotton production across the world to meet the cons- to meet the consumer demand of textiles and fast fashion. Um, that's what's happening. So these GM seeds is controlling a lot of people's lives, the farmers' lives. And then there's issues like suicide and the impact of that. Uh, So that was one element that was really um, heartbreaking and devastating to watch. Um, But then there's so many other things. So the uh, pesticides was the other one. So, again, with uh, non-organic regular conventional cotton, the amount of pesticides used is shocking. Um, And this is to, uh, on the plant, in the soils, in the waterways, in the air. So the textile industry is actually the third largest greenhouse gas contributor. And no one talks about it. We talked about other issues. And uh, if we think about it, the consumption of textiles, whether it's just the fashion or what we're sleeping in or what we bathe in like towels and we're surrounded by textiles. But when we don't stop to think about the impact, um, you step away, you have your, you know, what I did, I had my blinkers on. um, But then when you open that, you see, wow, and for for it to be the third largest greenhouse gas emission contributor... It's crazy. So something needs to change, and you know practices need to change. So with pesticides, um, we are seeing pesticide poisoning. So there were um, so most of the workers go out in the fields barefoot and not masked up. So it's um, traveling directly into the sole of the foot, which is the thinnest part of your um, skin. So it goes immediately into the bloodstream. Wow! And the effects of that uh, on the farmers, let alone us as consumers, um, there's so many health issues that can come from toxic dyes and pesticides. So that's on a health angle. Then there's also the environmental angle um, really for the soil. Fun. It's uh, to leach a soil, the soil from uh, non-organic to organic. It takes about seven years for the wow. soil to actually be free. So it's seven years. Like if you just stop and think about that, that is okay. an incredibly long time. And that's like, that's toxic. Um, but again, we don't talk about it. We just keep producing all this cotton, um, even linen. There's only 1% of linen in the world that's organic. Everyone wow. thinks linen is green and friendly and eco-friendly and it's it's perfect. But 99% of it is not organic linen. Yeah. So, again, it's that whole education and awareness component that I had to learn to then now try and um, just tell people what I know. And I think that's the thing, the truth behind the textile industry is something that needs to be talked about more. Um, with the pesticides, I'll keep going. Um, we saw so many instances of with children there was... Um, unfortunately the access because you're in you know small dwellings and so you've got these tanks of pesticides uh the death rate of children accidentally drinking it coming into contact with it, oh my gosh terrible um and then also the uh, health issues from this. So unfortunately, again, not talked about more a lot, but there are some amazing um, photojournalists like Sean Gallagher who's doing some quite graphic but truthful um, education pieces around pesticides and poisoning um, and the dyes. Mm. A lot of children are born stillborn or with... Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, learning deficits, uh, blindness, uh young men and women, cataracts, like where are these coming from? So it's all these chemicals going into their bloodstreams or lungs. Um, and like respiratory illnesses that were not related to TB at all, which is unheard of in areas in India. You think, mm, wait, what's going on? And it's all this exposure to the pesticides and the fumes and the That's terrible. Toxins. Yeah there's more <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, um but yeah
1: no
0: you go no no i was just gonna ask you because i can't the fact that it has gone so long without that being said and the fact yeah, that yeah. yes we talk about the things that we eat like we don't talk about eating gml crops right like gen- genetically modified yeah. crops it's like that's eating it and consuming it is one thing, but we don't talk about the fact that we wear it all the time. Exactly. That, yeah, no, that's very interesting. And I want, if you can tell us about the impacts that wearing crops that have been genetically modified and that have used tons and tons of pesticides have on our own skin. Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: um, with, with that in mind, Knowing I think when you know that what I'm wearing has been grown from a GM crop, you know that there's the impact there, which is enough to make you hopefully just change your choices and your practices, but when the product comes to you. Unless it has a strict certification, so we go by the LEED GOTS standard, so that's the Global Organic Textile Standard, it's the strictest, you could say, platinum level of certifications because there's so many others, but what GOTS does is look at a fibre in its natural state, what it has to go through from seed to shelf to get to the end state, what chemicals and toxins were put there Mm -hmm. to then affect the consumer. Got it. Um so we've got you're not allowed any toxic chemicals, dyes, pesticides, um, finishes, bleachers, nothing. So that there's no seed to shelf, there's no impact on the consumer. But when you have other products that are not got certified, They can still say it's organic. They can still say it's certified by a couple of other certifications. It doesn't talk about what chemicals are used that can affect the skin. So your body, your skin cells and your pores, it takes six seconds when your skin is warm for anything that you put onto it to go directly into your bloodstream. Six seconds when you're warm. So that's when you're sleeping or after a shower what you put onto it immediately goes into your body. So the problem, yeah, I know. And so the two-pronged problem here is the pesticides as well as the dyes. So there's so many people that can still label their product um, as it's natural and this and that, but there's no labels to say what's in that dye. And these two are the catch areas because even after you wash the product. Yeah. Um, it's in its DNA. It's it's like it's still part of that product, a t-shirt, jeans, your bed sheets, your towels. It's in the structure of that product. So even if you wash it, not only are you releasing all of that into the waterways, hmm. but it's still a part of that product and still on your skin. And it also depends what you wash with, which is another another. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs>
0: Heard
1: the yeah yes but um with specific health related issues we are seeing so many people the rise of um and any age group not just the little ones uh the eczema so skin allergies rashes um sense thyroid issues because of it's going directly into the thyroid. Um, we are seeing the imbalance of the thyroid. We're seeing, seeing adrenal issues. We're seeing fatigue. We're seeing breathing problems, wheezing, and it's all from the fumes. Like some products, when you open it, it has a smell. Yes. It, yes, just, yes, yes, yes. Mm, it just whoa, goes into you. So that's the combo, the toxic cocktail of pesticides and dyes washed all lumped in together to give you your product that you're going to wear, sleep in um, and use. So the, the health issues are incredible. Like the list is long um, and it's so many of these, like, you know, when you read the back of a label of a product yep. and you say, yep. oh, I'm allergic to that or I'm sensitive to that. Imagine if we had that label on our textiles. You, we would, you, It would change everything because you'd see, wow, that reacts with my thyroid, that reacts with the blood, that reacts with the skin, that's reacting with my breathing and my lungs, the eyes, like, it's incredible.
0: That reminds me of, you know, those commercials with uh, that are advertising different medicines, and at the end, they're like, Please don't like they go on this long tangent about like when you can't use it or when you shouldn't use it. So I'm like, okay, so I can never use it, you know? Oh my gosh, yes, and that is exactly what that reminds me of. Reminds me that we need ads like that
1: to actually say, (laughs) "Oh, this is beautiful," but the disclaimer at the end. Well done, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you.
1: Yeah just it it's um it's unbelievable like the learnings that I've learned along the way have been so um as I said it just shattered everything that I thought I knew um and put it into wow I really have to question everything and I think that's the biggest thing that I try and encourage people to do, just question it. Even when you think a label is green and doing great and if there's a lot of greenwashing going along to jump onto the sustainable bandwagon yep, of, yeah, we are doing something. Like, the step is in the right direction, which is great, but question, ask, what does this mean? What, like really dig deeper into the seed-to-shelf journey of that product and it's it's amazing because even things like bamboo, fantastic yeah. plant. It's a plant. It's strong. It's amazing. But to get it from its beautiful, thick structure into a soft fabric, there's a lot of chemical processing that goes on. But we say, oh, it's bamboo. It's good for the environment. Right. No, it's
0: not. <clears throat> wow. So, so- I mean, after go ahead, continue. No, no, you go. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was just gonna say, after hearing all of this, it makes me want to rip out my closet. Like, okay, <laughs> everything in the garbage. Yes. Let's buy yes. a whole new wardrobe because clearly nothing I wear is it's it's just like what you're consuming, is what I'm hearing, right? Like what you consume and what you wear, they yes. are synchronous to the way your health is and how quote, yes. healthy you are, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, what advice would you give to somebody who, I mean, this is such a silly question, but yeah. how do you shop?
1: Yeah. So um, the, the first thing I would say is take baby steps hmm. and first, like do, do the research, research, ask questions. And things that impact your immediate every day, are the areas I would concentrate on first. So it's a bit like, like if someone's saying, oh, I've got to eat organic. Um, where do I start? So people say start with the the fruit or the vegetables that have the thinner skin because it's also and it could be an expensive thing to do. So you start with this, the things that you know immediate, like grapes, such a thin membrane, the pesticides will go straight into that. So okay, I'll switch slowly that, and then you know, so I think it's a journey. I don't think it's um, fair for people to change immediately because it's it's a process. And um, I would say look at the things that are really close to your skin all the time. The First one I would say is your underwear. So you're in your underwear every day, all day, and it is so close to your skin. It's warm because you know you have layers on and you know all of that. Look at what's close to those areas. So you've got your adrenal glands, it, you know, top and yeah. bottom. And it's very important to think what am I exposing them to through my skin? So I, I would start to make small shifts like that, um, mm. like your pillowcase. Okay, your face is on uh, your pillowcase. You might not be able to get the whole cover and sheet said and all of that, but your, your, your face is. So at least I would say start small. But look at something where you know you're warm and you're breathing it in or it's on your body that you can say, I will not expose that to um, certain chemicals. So how I shop is basically looking at it, okay, there's so many things I can do, but what are the immediate um, important impacts that I can change that will have a positive impact? Um, Like even so my daughter, she's 11, her age group, there's so much, there's so little to offer her in way of living. And so what do we do? Again, we start underwear and sleepwear. If they're the two things you change, at least you know what's immediately on your skin while she's sleeping. I know for eight hours, hopefully, um, she is exposed to, not exposing her body to the toxic chemicals and dyes. Um, so they're the
0: things I would look at straight away. Sleepwear, underwear, killer case. And I'm going to take this opportunity to be like, where can we buy it all? But we are getting it. <laughs> in. Um, I think that very seamlessly transitioned. And obviously, it all has to do with one another. But seeing the way you put that was very enlightening. So I think you just you summed up your findings <laughs> and your trip, your very enlightening trip into like, whatever, 10 minutes, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I, I never in a million years thought about it never and i don't think i'm alone in that where it's always about what you're eating what you're eating not necessarily what you're touching and what you're consuming i mean sorry what you're putting on your body
1: wearing exactly what's what's close to your skin no it's true we don't talk about it enough or as i had no idea i didn't think about it i was like yep got my you know going in health hat on wow i learned so much but yeah
0: so what was the process for you of designing and finding the right people to help you with this journey and this mission? Yes. So
1: back then, um, like, because I was still in my health world, but learning and, you know, yeah. it took years of research on the ground to see what was happening. And I'll say Europe is leading the way in when it comes to, um, you know, organic sustainable living, like it's a lifestyle change that they've made and it's mainstream. So I think uh, the world is going towards that, but it was that journey. They were there straight away. They were like, why would you put something with pesticides or toxic dyes on you? So I met (laughs) with a lot of people and um, also tying back to uh, the fair trade or ethical aspect, I think that was another area that really, was confronting yeah. um, just to see and hear the stories of child labour or um, the abuse of the women and it's just shocking. So it was something that I wanted to be really strict about and I think with Bumi, we're very at the heart of it is it's about the earth but the planet together, same, equal, because without them one can't, it'll be a yeah. perfect imbalance and we need to have them balanced because they're both as equally as important. So issues like um, child labour and fair work conditions is paramount importance for us, having that knowledge that the girls are going to school, not in the fields. Like, for instance, like child labour, it's unfortunately in the cotton industry. So, again, what is feeding our consumerism is textiles, most of the world's co- textiles is cotton and even linen. The nimble fingers of the little ones is what they, that, that has been happening. So it's been a practice that we don't know about, but when you hear the stories of, you know, um, children being taken in the busloads to go and pick cotton and they may or may not see their child again, I was pulling my hair out. I was like, no, this is, this can't be happening today. But it is. So um, I think those are the reasons that they're kind of like our pillars, making sure that it's completely certified organic by the strictest standards, uh, ethical labour rights, no child labour, no toxic dyes, no pesticides. So um, that took a long time to find the right people, the right partners, and uh, have that knowledge knowing that we're working with these people that that's their life sole focus too, to change those patterns that's happening for for our, for our us, all that cotton comes from India. So for us, it's about looking at the impact of the farmers and the families there. But this is also happening in um, Turkey and uh, parts of Africa, even in the US. These are the main, you know, textile producing areas. But... The industry needs to change. So working with partners who only do that is it's a small find because people want to play in both worlds because of conscious because of consumer consumerism. Conscious consumerism is rising, but it's not at that level of consumerism. So we've got the fast fashion and I call it fast bedding as well, where we're churning out all this stuff. But the rise is happening, but not to meet that level equally. So naturally. A lot of producers do both so that they they feel they're a part of the play in the big world of yeah. consumption. So we choose partners where it is only organic so that there's a change. Because if you don't have that, then I feel there's no change and there's no point doing it. So then right. Boomi wouldn't wouldn't exist if there was anything that was double play in both. Definitely,
0: so definitely. <laughs> How do you think that the bigger companies and the bigger powerhouses and the textile industry are feeding into this pattern and into this play of the green, the, the green play or the green game, green race? Yeah. You know called it? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Look, um, it's saddening, but you do see a lot of greenwashing with companies, big and yeah. small. So um Again, it's it's that everyone wants to be because sustainability is the topic at the moment. Everybody wants to be a part of it from a um, company angle, big and small. But again, it's us. To, it is honestly up to us as consumers to help drive that. So I think if we are really conscious about our choices and asking them, big or small, okay, you say you use fewer pesticides shouldn't it be zero pesticides? So, like, I see that across, you know, big labels. Fewer pesticides used in this garment for cotton. It's like, whoa, why fewer? It should be zero.
0: Zero. Let's move
1: it to zero. So there is a transition that needs to take, I will say, um, for uh, helping farmers transition their land into organic, and that takes years. But we are seeing uh, massive amounts of... Um, farmers helping farmers and companies so like when i was in bangladesh like the grameen foundation it's amazing you are helping each other to build those financing opportunities and i think we need more of that leg up to help each other rather than leg up but i'm going to pull you down the ladder because i want to be on top of the ladder and i think that's where the big companies are coming in that yes we are changing our practices to produce one line that might be like okay bamboo was one example but if you look at cotton a lot of the times a lot of the things that we buy it has a mix so you're actually buying plastic inside that so polyester is a plastic um and we sleep in that we wear that um viscose which is bamboo yeah it's a plastic wow rayon It's a plastic. So then we're feeding into that whole different aspect. So again, that onion comes back. Let's talk about plastic pollution. Everyone's talking about uh, straws and plastic bags, which is fantastic. But let's look at our textiles. What's in them? Peel it back plastic. So there's a lot of it's huge and it's big. And for some, like for a while, that's why it took me a few years. It was just too much for my brain to handle, but then it's about patiently peeling back the layers and saying, right, okay, I don't want plastic in the textiles. What does that mean? So you go for the GOT certification because other certifications will allow the plastic and the polyester and the viscose and the rayon to be there, but then you're contributing to another huge problem, which is the fossil fuels and the plastic production, which is why the textile industry is one of the third largest Contributors to greenhouse gas emissions
0: that's insane I mean no wonder I was always told to always wear cotton and not wear every time I leave the house and you know I'm I'm Indian so I leave and it's like I'm not wearing cotton that's so silly like why would you be doing that to yourself you know and it's like cotton we don't really buy cotton here just because a it's not as readily available and b It's so expensive and yes. it's like it's absurd, especially buying things from India versus buying things from here. It's like I'm buying yes. it for 10 rupees there and I'm buying it for one hundred thousand dollars here. You know, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And it's again, the fact that I I still can't wrap my head around the fact that it's the third most or the third biggest contributor to fossil fuel production. And to yes. me, that also makes a lot of sense, because sometimes I feel like I wonder where does all this Pollution come from? Well, it comes from all the things that are being produced, and most of the things that are being produced for the world are is clothes. Yes, exactly. And you brought up a great point.
1: So we're just talking about the production of the textile. So let's talk about the end state of the textile. When you've got a textile that's got the not biodegradable ingredients in it, Mm. it'll sit in landfill Mm -hmm. and not biodegrade. Yep. So looking for materials that will, again, it's taking out the blends of the synthetic this, that, uh, viscose uh, bamboo, this, that. You're not left with much. So it's back yeah. to cotton and linen um, and hemp is a growing growing area. But, yeah, so it's fascinating when you step back and you look at um, the process involved from seed to shelf. So when it's... Uh, the human process, then there's the chemical processing and then there's the manufacturing, again, human and chemical. So we've got like a two-pronged evil literally to, at every stage of the journey that's contributing to much bigger problems um, from a planet and social justice issues that you think, wow, I did not realise the
0: impact of it. No, no. I want to ask you a couple more questions. I don't want to keep you for tomorrow because I know you have a busy day too, but um, in terms of sustainability and how we ourselves can be more sustainable, what Mm. are tips you have on that? Just like, whether it's textile, whatever it may be.
1: Yeah. Um, I think one of the, the leading things that I try and again, tell people is question, question everything. So You know, look into things, whether it's what you're eating, wearing, buying, doing. Um, Doing. Think about the impact it's having. having. The impact it's having on you, your family, then your environment, your community, and then it gets bigger, the world. So it's really looking at it. Start with you. Because the change really starts with you. When you, we we kind of say knowledge brings power, power brings choice, choice will bring change. So that change is at that level with you as a person. You deserve your body deserves so much goodness, but we forget. We yeah. say we it's so busy. We oh take the shortcut. Oh I'll just get this. Oh I just need this. No stop. Think what is good stop. for you, because then when it's good for you. It's good for the people around you, good for the community and good for the planet. So I think yeah. stopping to really think about the impact is the first step. Then looking into if you're buying something, there's certification behind it. I think mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. for food, like you read your labels, you look at, oh, certified by blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Look at the certification, understand them. So then you know what is just a greenwashing type thing or it's not a complete certification or it's the gold standard. So um, one thing I also say, especially for my daughter, we try and look at life of where it requires less processing is good. Whether it's we started to grow some vegetables. We live in an apartment, but we grow vegetables on the balcony. Great. We want salad. You go and get it. It's something you've done that you know immediate impact. So I think it's about really being aware of how things are done and what you might be able to implement in your daily life. Um, Vegetables are a great thing and herbs. They don't need that much attention because I'm not a green thumb. I love the concept of being green and, Mm -hmm. you know, love the natural world. But getting time to do the plants and this and that, it's hard. Yes. But have the veggie pod on the balcony, bang, you've there got you vegetables, go. you've got herbs. So go. I think um, really looking at the natural world as we know it, whether it's even, you know, food and grab a handful of nuts. And if you need the chocolate in it, put the cacao nibs but maybe something you carry around with you and then what you're carrying around with you. Is it plastic or is it the steel? Is it like what, what, just looking at everything that you do and saying, right, this one small change I can do today, I'm going to try it and see how it goes. So I think it's baby steps as well because it's overwhelming because it's everything. It's every aspect of your life. And I think when we say sustainable living, we encourage people to look at from their waking moment to their sleeping. What are you doing? And how can it be better for you? Which in turn will actually be better for better the planet. Yeah. 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 Yes. So I,
0: I love that. And like you said, too, it's baby steps and it's one yes. thing at a time. You know, start with, I know we cut out plastic bags a long time ago, but if you haven't, get a tote, you know, exactly. Just that uh, there's a bunch of other things too, but there's, you know, start small. Mm. Where you exactly. Where you more, yes
1: yeah. and even things like makeup like we've got so That's many definitely. Now. um so looking at your skin and looking at the makeup and the products that you use 100% impact is huge because we all wear it we all need it um, yes so what what are we choosing so I think choice is an amazing thing but it's your choice that can be the one that has the impact. So it's not what
0: people are throwing at you. Look at your choices. And think about it. Make your own decision too. Exactly. Yes. I'm going to ask you a couple last questions. I'd like to call them the fast five. What are daily things you kind of do to ensure your happiness and your maximum productivity?
1: Meditation in the morning.
0: Ah, (laughs) awesome. Awesome. How long do you do it for? Uh, at least
1: half an hour in the morning, and then I try and do a ritual at night as well because I have a connection with the moon. Sorry, this is not a one word answer, but I love the moon, I'm in love with her, and I feel we have we all have this, uh. Energetic, you can call it mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. connection with everything around us. And to me, the moon and the stars and the night sky is something that is so relaxing
0: and calming and grounding. Um, so I do a nighttime ritual as well. That's awesome! I feel like we could have a whole other podcast episode on that, and maybe one day yeah. come back and tell us about that too. Is that Done. already sounds so fascinating? <laughs> like, tell yeah. Me more. Um, <laughs> what is the best and worst? Well, what's the worst money mistake you've ever made personally and in the business?
1: Ah, so worst money mistake in the business. Um, I think initially, because, sorry, it's not one word. (laughs) All good. As much as you need. Coming from health background into retail was a steep learning curve and not understanding the sampling process and approving Mm. one of the biggest mistakes i've made very early on in the piece um not understanding the full process or having someone to help me sit down and talk to me about you need to do this 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 it's like yeah can we design this send over my sketches they made something sent 500 boxes back and i'm like oh my god The good thing was that went to animal shelters because they need um,
0: uh, fabrics, so that was good. But I think, yeah, that was probably the biggest mistake. And what's the best thing you've done for the business? Oh, uh, it's hard, but
1: wow. Wow. Look, I love, I love my team. I think the people that I have, again, it's from the heart. We lead by the heart, I think, with Bumi in everything that we do. So my people, my team, they're like family um, on the ground here and in India. Um, but from a product angle, I would say the bedding because I think sleep is so important. We don't get enough of it. Even if it's just the four hours that you're getting, you're on shift work, whatever concentrating and looking at bedding for me is like your grounding to living um so I think the bedding That's and so. sleeping sleepwear is just the best decision we made um because boomy is home it's about the bigger earth aspect of home but also what you come home to yeah so
0: totally. yeah definitely um we'll talk more about that when I stop recording but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you your next question my next question What's your what's your mantra? What's something that you live by? Love. Oh, I love, love. it. Lead by honestly, lead by heart, lead by yeah. love. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, what if there's something that you feel like should be implemented like a law, like everybody had to follow? What would that be?
1: Labeling laws for t- for dyes, ah. and <laughs> clothing, because it's that, shocking. Yeah. Health- yeah, yeah. It's no,
0: that's beautiful. definitely. Yeah, that I think that's that definitely needs to be a law yeah. at this point yeah. with where we are in everything. It's kind of crazy yeah. to me after hearing your our conversation that it's yeah. not.
1: Yeah, because it, I think also the spin-off of that is so sad because then you prescribed all these other medications and things when you're not looking at the source of it, which could eradicate that whole pharmaceutical process of you trying all these drugs to get rid of the eczema on your skin when it's you just need to change one small thing you don't need to do any of that so um, i think yeah that's a big one but
0: yeah maybe that's the solution to my eczema too it's like yeah. i just need to switch up my clothing and everything that's actually i never really yeah. thought about that but that's a really good yeah. one. Um, one last question for you What is something, if you could go back and talk to your 16-year-old self or even your daughter, for that matter, what's something that you would say to her?
1: Always use your voice. Use your voice. Like, I think, you know, even in a cultural context, um, being Indian, born in an Indian family, even though I was born in Australia, um, not always having to not speak up, I think, it's really important and that's something i try and tell shy to not do what i didn't do yeah um, use your voice when you when you're young it's it's you you guys are the future um, we are trying desperately to make stop the world in its tracks because of the destruction that we're causing to help your future be a better place but sometimes it's hard to think that that's going to change so use your voice to know that what you project into the world and your community is going to be change because those vibrations, they travel. So use your voice.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vinita, for coming. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and telling us about all you did, because you definitely enlightened a lot of us today. Thank but you. I'm going to give you the chance to shout out all of your socials and anything else that you want to shout out. So take the mic away. It's, it's yours. Oh, you're very sweet.
1: Gosh, thank you for having me. And I think education and awareness about everything that we do, just jump online, talk to people, um, boomi.com.au. We have um, a lot of FAQs. Feel free yes. to send me emails as well. Ask anything. I'm I'm happy to share whatever I've seen and known. It's there. And I'm here. So
0: you. and all of the socials and the website and everything will be linked in the show notes. So definitely just go on and click over there if you want to access anything. But definitely shop Boomy because first of all, besides the whole sustainability thing, which is definitely there, that's the huge thing. Pieces are amazing. Pieces are beautiful. So definitely, definitely recommend. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And I will talk to you next week for another amazing episode of What's On Your Mind. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.